Welcome to episode 98 of the Steady On podcast, Food Triggers, with me, Angie Bauman, and my guest today, Amber Leah. Friend, I adored this conversation with Amber. I appreciated her honesty about her struggles with her weight and also her dedication to expressing how identifying triggers and learning how to battle those triggers has been for her both a physical and a spiritual journey. Amber uses the verse that I chose for this episode in her new book, Food Triggers. It's 1 Timothy 4.8. I'm going to read it to you from the NIV. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The Greek word used in this verse for life means a life that is full and genuine. It is active, vigorous, and devoted to God. It is a life that is abundant. Being healthy, physically, mentally, emotionally, it is all part of abundant life. There's safety here, my friends. In one way or another, we're all fighting our own triggers. Let's listen in. Hello and welcome to this Steady On podcast. I am Angie Bauman and with me today is Amber Leah. Amber, welcome to the Steady On community. Thank you, Angie. I'm so glad to be here and to have this time with you. Me too. I've been looking forward to this. I'm excited to talk about this. Amber's an independent certified health coach. She is also an author and a speaker, and you've written and, and talked a lot about marriage and parenting primarily, right? How, how long have you been married? How old are your kiddos? Will you give us just a little bit of that part of you? Yes, absolutely. So my husband, Guy, and I, we live in Southern California currently, although we're planning a move to Tennessee, hopefully in the next Ooh, that's uh, a big handful move. of months. It is. It's a big change. And our boys, we we, call, we have four sons and we homeschool them currently. And we call our house a testoster home. Yes. And that's what it is. And so our boys are 14, 12, 10, and just turned five. So oh, toddlers mama. to teens. Yeah, we've got the whole mix. Hence the parenting and, and marriage. <laughs> yeah. And Guy and I have been married for 16 years. Okay. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll just, you know, keep carrying on and, and trying to find some peace and quiet in the midst of that testosterone home one day at a time. <laughs> but it's good. We love it. I have to ask, do you have any pets that are girls by any chance? Great question. Yes, we do. Thank the Lord for Rosie. She is our black Labrador. She is eight years old and she is my fellow female companion and I love and adore her. <laughs> I'm a boy mom too, 17 and 12. Our dog is a boy also. I don't have as many, uh, as many, but it's still, I'm like way outnumbered. Yeah. Some days I really yep. feel it. Yep. Yep. Amber also has a new book that is called Food Triggers, Exchanging Unhealthy Patterns for God-Honoring Habits. And that's going to be the focus of our discussion today. I'm very excited to get into this with you. And I wonder if you would just tell us, where did this journey begin? I know I've read about you that you were a college athlete, a bodybuilder, and then 10 years into your marriage and several pregnancies. And where did you find yourself? You know, Angie, I feel like my story is very similar to many, many people, especially right now. A lot of people are struggling just with, hey, life has happened. And in the midst of, I think, just the responsibilities of parenting, growing my family, working from home, writing books, my husband and I own a production company, just over time, and I think, you know, as as women, but even fathers too, 
we're very self-sacrificial, right? We, we, we nurture others, we pour into our careers, we pour into our children. And as time goes on, just the burdens of adulting often cause us to be put last. And that was me. I was pouring out and, and giving and doing ministry and, and writing books and taking care of my kids and homeschooling. And at around the time that my fourth son was born, he was our happy surprise baby um, in my 40s, I found it much harder to lose that baby weight. But honestly, I had been creeping up just on the scale for a while. And I had also been struggling with some medical issues as a result of that increase. So my health was not at its best at all. And so my son Quaid had his two-year birthday party. And after that birthday party, I was in a place where I was going to have to buy a bigger pair of pants. That was like the turning point where I was like, okay, I literally have to go to the store to get bigger clothes because this is not fitting. I've been squeezing in as long as I can. And it was just a wake up call to me. This wasn't baby fat anymore. I had a problem. I actually had a pattern that was not um, going to serve me well long-term if I wanted to be around for these little guys. I was going to need to make some changes. And so that was just kind of the wake up call. and. I immediately said, all right, Lord, I need to not just do a diet and lose weight and get into a bigger, you know, smaller pair of jeans. I need to understand what this pattern's about and what the root of it is. And why did I even get to this point in the first place? Because I was the most I'd ever weighed at that moment. And and knowing my background and knowing what to do and not, still not doing it and, and even things I did before, feeling more stuck now and like they weren't working and just that frustration that I think a lot of us feel, I didn't want to just have it be about the scale. I wanted to dig in and find out, okay, Lord, what are the root issues and how can I grow spiritually through this process? And so that's how my journey began. And I, I'm thinking about the listener that almost is like, I don't even know if I want to listen to this because I feel that way. Like I don't, yes. I don't fit into my pants today. Right. Like, and I, and right. I just don't even know what to do. And I'm, what were some of the things you were feeling about yourself? Um, just, you know, at, relatable to the, the, to those of us. Cause I think a lot of us, especially with the pandemic and working at home and all the things that you're talking about, there's a lot of people that I think are struggling to feel confident. Yes. You know, for me, I had a pattern that I recognized every night. So the kids would go to bed and I'd had a long day and I would sink into the couch and watch TV with my husband with a big bowl of ice cream. Hmm. That was my pattern. And it was, I realized that I'd be so looking forward to that ice cream. I would have the ice cream and then I would have even worse emotional, um, you know, just messaging in my head to myself, shaming, guilt, depression, like, oh man, I did it again. This is not helping me. I was struggling with a condition called psoriasis, which is a very painful skin condition for years and years and years. Nothing was working to help. And that was getting worse. And I knew that just the sugar and all of these things. And so I, I relate to those feelings of, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what to do. I just know that I'm in a bad place. Yeah. But I think we all have to come to a place that's a turning point. And one thing that was encouraging to me is I had a friend that I had been watching online and she was on a health journey. And we had known each other for 14 years. When my oldest was a baby, we met at a mommy and me class and I was watching her and I was like, okay, she's a busy single mom. She's a registered nurse. She works full time. She could get healthy. Maybe I can too. And so there was just enough hope 
Like I didn't have it all figured out. I didn't know what to do, but I had just enough hope through her testimony that maybe I could get healthy too. And so I just started with something simple. I found a simple plan that I thought would work with my busy schedule. That was the practical piece. And then I began to learn that I needed to get rid of this kind of all or nothing diet mentality. Like this is going to be restrictive. I've got to be perfect. Instead, I flipped my mindset to realize that this is a journey. One meal, one holiday, even one vacation is not, excuse me, is not going to erase my entire lifestyle. And so I switched my thinking early on to this is really about me getting healthy. This is really about me being the great grandma on the cruise ship, not in the nursing home. And so I'm not going to have this really extreme attitude about getting healthy. I'm just going to do some simple things like drinking 64 ounces of water a day, some things that I'm not doing that are healthy habits that are going to replace those patterns I've gotten myself into. And that was life-giving for me to have hope in someone's testimony, to say, okay, maybe I could try one more time. Maybe I could try again. And then to get rid of the all or nothing mentality and just take it one day at a time with lots of grace for myself knowing the long-term goal was really wellness and longevity and not a number on the scale. I love what you said about having grace for yourself right there. Cause that leads me to something that I wanted to ask you. And, and, and that is, I think there's a tension for us. Uh, tell me if this was true for you. There's a tension between accepting that we are loved and valued as we are right. But wanting something healthier for ourselves. And I'm wondering, was, did you experience that tension and how, what did you learn maybe, or how did the Lord open your heart to yes and? Yeah, it, it it really, it is a yes and an and because, you know, I all through scripture, we see God valuing this idea, this fruit of the spirit of kindness, right? Like we're supposed to be kind. We know how to be kind to others. We know how to, you know, let someone go in front of us in the grocery line when they only have two items and you've got 50. You know, we know how to be kind. Um, we even may be growing in kindness in our parenting um, or, you know, growing in our relationship with our spouse. But this area, we tend to not be very kind to ourselves. And if God wants us to be kind, people who are kind, that's not just for others. We need to be kind to ourselves and we tend to not do that. And this is an area that I think is so foundational when we think about getting healthy, losing weight, getting off meds, just living the life to the fullest that God designed for us is to be more kind to ourselves and to be gracious. I also want to say it's okay to want to look cute. <laughs> like I did. I, I want, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear makeup every day if I didn't care about that a little bit, but that's not the essence of who I am, right? I mean, raise your hand if you're listening to this and you know you are just the egotistical, superficial beast. You know, probably no one's raising their hand. So we probably don't need to worry about that and get caught up in it. But so it's okay to want to look better and feel better, but that shouldn't be our whole focus. I'd really love us to shift to just being accepting of ourselves kind to ourselves and giving that grace back to that person in the mirror, not just to the people around us. I think that's super important. What, how do you, what does that look like in your life? Giving grace to yourself? A lot of it starts with taking my thoughts captive. Amen. So when the message comes and I sit on the couch and I'm having ice cream, it's not, oh, you blew it again. You know, you're a failure. When are you ever going to get a handle on this? It's, you know what? Um, I'm learning that sugar is more addictive than some of the strongest drugs on the market. 
And so, or on the black market. And so there's a chemical thing going on in my body. There's a dopamine cortisol release and it it's hard to break it. And I know that intellectually. And so I'm going to give myself grace and just keep working in the right direction. You know, keep taking steps in the right direction. I'm going to give myself some mercy, even just understanding what's going on physiologically. Because so often we think, oh, I don't have enough willpower. There's something special about that person that they can get a handle on this and I can't. And it's no, maybe they've just had a little bit more time to detox. Maybe they've just had a little bit more time to get that 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 cycle, that loop out of their system chemically. And so now it's not so much a struggle for them. And, and create so new habits, aware. right? Sorry, yeah, I didn't That's mean to right. ever talk to you. Yeah, and it, because yeah. it takes a while to replace the, what am I going to reach yes. for instead of the ice cream when I feel whatever yes. I'm feeling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, go ahead, And please. for me, yeah, and, and you're exactly right, Angie. And and one of the other, that's why the, you know, the book is really about recognizing the pattern that's unhealthy. Yeah, talk about and then, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then replacing it with a healthy habit. So all of those healthy habits, we're gonna approach them with that spiritual mindset so we can grow spiritually through the process. But for me, okay, so practically speaking, the ice cream was the issue. So I had to change, mix it up. I had to look at my evening and go, I'm not just going to go straight to the freezer and then the couch at night when I want to rest and relax. I'm going to brush my teeth when dinner's done, maybe have a healthy snack afterwards if that's part of my program that I'm on or whatever you might be following, whatever's um, you know your eating plan. But when you're done with your eating, you brush your teeth. You know, you put a little sign on the fridge, kitchen closed, you know, something simple or even a verse that is a reminder to you of your goal of why are you not going straight to the freezer for ice cream? For me, um, one of those verses um, that was really, really important was First uh, Corinthians 10 31. Everything I do, whether I eat or drink can be to the glory of God. And that was a verse I really fixated on through that first season of learning these new habits was like, okay, Amber, what are you doing? You know, okay, is that going to glorify God? Not in a guilt inducing way, but a, is this thing that you're doing glorifying him? Not is that thing you're doing not glorifying him, but what are you doing to glorify God? And that was also a helpful switch. Just that positive mindset of, hey, I'm going to eat this healthy thing because that's stewarding my body well. Because obeying God gives birth to blessings in my life. Hey friend, I'm jumping in right here to let you know I'm starting something new. I've been working hard behind the scenes to develop a Steady On internship program, and I currently have openings for two new team members. One position is with my step-by-step -step Bible study method. The other is with podcasting. So if you are a woman who desires to grow your expertise in speaking, writing, and ministry leading, a year-long internship with Steady On may be the next right step for you. During your internship, I will help you build skills to grow your ministry as you support me in mine. Details and a link to the internship application are in today's show notes. If you're even a tiny bit interested, I would absolutely love to talk to you more. So not what can I not have, but what do I get to have that's going to honor God and honor my body as a temple and allow me to actually be healthy so that I can do more kingdom work down the road with a more eternal perspective in mind. And that shifted the whole role of food for me in my mindset. Food's not just about pleasure all the time. It's not just about satisfying me all the time. Food has purpose and value. It's fuel. It's medicine. It's what's going to equip me to live a long and and fruitful life. Yeah. 
I want to talk about, yes, to all of that. Yes, yes, yes. I want to talk about the, the triggers idea, because I think uh, that's so important to recognize that actually there's something underneath this, right? There's something else going on here. That's right. How did you learn to recognize that? And I, I call it when we're triggered with something to me, I, 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 I talk about like, um, steps that I take, like when something triggers me. Right. And I'd call it like, how do you throw a stick in the spoke of that wheel, that bicycle wheel yes. or something that's turning right. And so how do you stop it? As you said, take your mind yes. captive, your thoughts captive. What is it? How did you learn to recognize those? What are those for you? And where, you know, what does your maybe body feel like, or what are you doing? Yeah. How, practically. Yes. So on my own health journey, I, re I released 85 pounds and have kept it off for several years now. And it was so life-changing for me that I became a certified health coach, helping other people get healthy. And one of the things that I talk often about um, in the book and also with clients and online is just the simple practice of having that disruption yeah. to your pattern. And so that disruption that I think is most effective is something that we call stop, breathe, challenge, and choose. And what we do is, so if I'm headed to the freezer, automatic pilot, right? <laughs> when the kids go down, maybe I have that sign there to remind me the kitchen is closed. But what I can do is I want to just stop before I eat and turn towards mindfulness. So much of our eating patterns is mindlessness. We just don't even think about it. You know, the kid's plate is there and we just pick off of it. You know, oh, they didn't finish their chicken nuggets. I better finish them for them. We're just not oh, thinking. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> we're not even thinking about I know, it. We just I know. do it. Yeah. So now what we're gonna practice is okay, today I'm gonna I'm gonna actually stop. I'm gonna challenge before I put something in my mouth. Why am I doing that? I'm not even hungry. It's just a habit. I'm just putting that nugget in my mouth before I even think about it. Or you know what? It's late. I'm tired. I, I need I need something to fill me up right now because I just feel drained and I need a piece I just need a little bit of peace and pleasure and and then we challenge it okay but is the ice cream really gonna do that um probably not what else could I do well I also feel very fed spiritually emotionally when I read a, a good book or when I put on some beautiful worship music or I go ahead and put on my shoes and go for an evening walk with my family. You know, something that's a healthier replacement for that. And then we choose. No, I'm not going to have that. I don't I don't need it. I am going to do that healthy habit instead. Or we even say, you know what? I haven't had ice cream in two months. Um, it's my birthday. I'm going to have a reasonable portion. I'm going to enjoy that ice cream, knowing it might set me back a little bit, but it's not going to erase my whole lifestyle that I'm creating. And so there's no guilt or shaming. I eat it. I enjoy it. I move on. I'm back on track. So we stop. We breathe. Breathe for a minute. Take the time to think about why are you choosing that item? or that behavior and then challenge it and then make a choice and be confident and mindful in that choice. I think that's so practical and helpful and easy to pick up. And I'm so grateful for that. And I, what I hear you saying is to have a plan before the emotion gets the better of you, right? Because if you, right. I think if you, if you know you're reaching for the ice cream or whatever friend, right? I mean, because yeah. it's, we all have our own bowl of ice cream in the evening. I mean, because, and I, one of the things that I have fallen into with food specifically is if, especially if I've had a rough day, emotional day, other things have triggered, whatever, I think I deserve it. 
Well, I deserve the ice cream or whatever it is that I would like to reach for that will soothe that momentarily. And while there's like some truth to that, because all lies have a half truth, all the enemies lies it, right? Like it's not wrong to do something for yourself or to try to refocus or recover a day that's kind of gone sour or something. This actually isn't going to serve you well. Um, You'll feel, you know, worse about it on the other side. And so when you're doing that, I think, what is your plan? Like, what are you already prepared to replace it with so that you don't stand there not knowing because in the time it takes for you to make the plan, you can make the other decision because you just want that something. We don't make very many good decisions in general when we're in a state of emotion, right? Or stress. We, We don't. Like our kids don't, my little kids, my toddlers don't, and neither do I. So that's why having the plan in place ahead of time removes the the brain fatigue of trying to figure out what to do in the heat of the moment. I don't respond well. I don't think well in the heat of the moment. The the time for action and preparedness ahead of time is what's going to actually allow you to be successful. Yeah. What am I going to do when I get emotional? thinking about that at a time when I'm not emotional, right? That's when right. I, yeah, yeah. With the clear outside head. of conflict, yes. outside mm-hmm. of the, the, the trigger moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, you talked about increasing your water intake. That was one really practical thing that I picked up, but for the person listening, thinking, okay, yeah, I don't know where to start. I would like to do this. I believe in the results you've had. I know there's something deeper. I want to have closer connection with God, even, um, you know, through a process like this, but where, what are some tips you would give just a couple of practical places to start? Absolutely. So yes, the hydration is big. Getting eight eight ounce glasses a day as a as a kind of a, a baseline is a good place to start. It does affect weight loss. Your skin, your organs will not be running as efficiently if we're not getting enough water. So it impacts your health dramatically. Um, also, getting enough sleep at night. So minimum of seven hours. Trying to protect seven hours, even if you have you know young children or or a spouse who snores or so, for some reason you have some kind of disrupted sleep trying to at least protect those seven hours with what you can control is super important. That's going to affect your cognitive thinking. Um, Just so many, so many facets of general health when you're well-rested. It also, you know, is going to help you be less um, erratic in your moods as well and mood swings and things like that. So that's super important. Healthy motion. And and listen, I'm a big believer that weight loss, if we're going to talk about weight loss, is not exercise induced. It's nutrition based. So your weight, if your nutrition isn't dialed in, is going to struggle. You'd have to do pretty intense long-term exercise for there to be a dramatic difference in your weight. But healthy motion is super important for other reasons. It's, it helps you, um, with strengthening and toning. And as you age, you need to have your muscles strong so that you can live your best life. It's also super important for cardiovascular support and health. Your heart health is, it matters. And, and then also as a de-stressor and as a mood build, builder, exercising is so important. But even there, I don't want people to freak out because I'm talking, you know what, be, be a, a great, amazing, generous person and let all those other people have the front parking spots park at the back, park at the back of the the lot and walk. You know, if there's an escalator or an elevator and you can take the stairs, take the stairs. Um, If you have a potato peeler at home that's automatic, ditch it and start peeling those potatoes yourself. Use, you know, get rid of the simple machines and do the things that are going to even just increase motion a little bit at a time on a daily basis and then work up to 30 minutes a day of some reasonable 
exercise as you're able to. Um, but there's just a lot of things we can do that relate to health that don't even have to deal with food. I think health related things can be a little bit like when you, like when you redecorate or clean something in your house, like you do list one little section and then it, it's like, you look at the next room and you're like, Oh, you know what I could do in here, you know? And That's I right. think about that with those, like the, the start with some small things. If you, if eight, eight glasses of water seems enormous, drink two, drink That's two right. and feel better. And then you'll yes. want to drink more. And then you'll look at the next little place and think, okay, now I have the energy to do this because this pattern or this habit is getting yes. like firmed up or something in my, in my routine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Angie, when we're, when we're little and, and we're babies, we don't try to start walking and then tumble and then go, nope, not doing that again. Yes. I am never walking again. I'm just going to sit down here and stay in a chair the rest of my life now that I'm one years old. You know, we don't do that. You, 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 I watched my kids fall over and over and over again and learn a little bit better and, and how to get a little more stable this time. And, and, and because it's worth it. Yeah. Because it's worth it for them to learn how to walk and because we're there encouraging them, right? So two things about that. When you're pursuing a health journey, the key is to, again, get rid of that all or nothing mentality so that we it's okay if you stumble. It's okay if you try to figure things out. It's okay to take one baby step in the right direction at a time as you build toward the ultimate um, you know, scenario of what your health would look like. Um, and then also surrounding yourself with people. This is another simple thing that everyone can do. Community is key. So many of us have tried diets, right? Or tried to get healthy and we do it all by ourselves and it, we're isolated. And then when we struggle, we're isolated. There's no one to support us and help us up along the way. And so it makes it very hard to get back on track. I really encourage people to have a friend or a relative or a small group um, or to join a program that offers community so that you can have that encouragement along the way. Studies show we're far more successful when we have a health coach or a community or a friend to get healthy with. And so that's another simple thing that people can do um, that I think is very, very effective. I love that. And especially if you happen to have someone in your life that isn't very excited about your changes, right? Then it's all the more important that's to have right. somebody or a community of somebody's who will, uh, recognize that and say, oh no, we're here for you That's and right. we see what you're doing and how hard it is and, and how important it is to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You mentioned earlier that you love first Corinthians 10 31, that that's been a really important scripture to you. Is there anything else? It's okay if there's not, but is there anything else that's been, uh, your book is filled with scripture. So I'm guessing that the answer is yes. Um, but yeah. uh, something else, uh, a scripture that just really motivates you as you continue on this journey. Yes. So John 16, 33 says, um, it tells us we'll have trouble in the world, right? But Jesus encouraged us to take heart because he has overcome the world. And that is so important because it's critical when we're on a health journey that our mindset is positive and that we recognize ourselves as overcomers. It doesn't matter if you've tried 20 things in the past and you keep get feeling stuck. Okay, all right, I get it. I've been there too. The past doesn't matter. Today is the day to focus on. The future is where we want to fix our gaze. And we need to embrace our identity in Christ as overcomers. He has overcome the world. He tells us to fear not. Okay, and if he has already overcome all of these obstacles, all of these triggers, all of these things that trip us up and keep us from getting healthy, then we can find peace in recognizing this isn't just about me. You know, God promises to strengthen us. 
it says that he's a very present help in trouble. And so this is where if we commit this health journey to also being a journey of growing spiritually, we're going to just find the nearness of the Lord as a constant companion. And to me, that's really the sweetest part of the whole thing is that we get to realize, no, I, I can overcome this, that God is going to help me when I feel weak. When I'm weak, he's going to be strong. And of course, he's going to help me again in this endeavor because he wants me to have a strong and healthy body. That's a prayer. That's a desire that he longs to fulfill yes. and to help us with. So I think that that passage in John 16, 33, it's just no matter, hey, you're going to have trouble. Yes. But don't let that get you down. Mm -hmm. You know, he's overcome the world. It's no match for you. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that encouragement through that verse. I, I love that verse too. And it's interesting as people sh can share that verse, how personal it is. I guess that's what I'm feeling right now. You know, like this, the trouble, you will have trouble. That seems very generic. Oh yeah. We're all going to have trouble, but this is your trouble. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, take heart, you know, I have overcome this trouble that you are experiencing today. Yeah. 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 He that's knows good. the way, you know, yes. God has the answer for everything. He knows yes. the way, you know, you may not know what to do, but if we keep our eyes on Jesus, yeah. he will show us the way. I yeah. believe it. It's not too. just a cliche statement. Right. I, I'm right. living proof because right. here I yes. am three years later. <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I love yeah. to share resources, Amber. This um, the conversation has just been so uplifting. Thank you so much again for your time. Before I let you go, I just love to share resources. Would you give us a peek into just kind of what's going on in your life right now? What might you be studying, listening to, reading, watching, anything goes that is something you're enjoying that's keeping you connected to God, yeah. any or yeah. all? Well, I can't speak highly enough about um, the Chosen um, TV series um, that is available on you know a couple different platforms, but we've watched that as a family. It's been so encouraging for us. And, you know, Guy and I, my husband Guy and I being in the entertainment industry, we long for content that is going to um, be a light in this world. And so The Chosen is a big piece of that for us. I'm re I just finished reading a book called Relentless by John Bevere, and I found it really inspirational to really, as a Christ follower, to consider, um, again, just all the resources I have in Christ to help me be excellent in anything that I do and really to persevere when times get hard. And that's important on a health journey too. So I thought, you know, that, that book really blessed me. In fact, my word, if you're one of those people yeah. that chooses a word for 2022 is relentless based on having read that book at the end of 2021. And then I, a couple of my favorite um, other um, things to listen to is I listen to um, Sally Clarkson, just she's just a mentor for me in parenting, um, just her gentle parenting. She feels like just that that godly older woman mentor to come alongside me in my life as a mom. And so I'm super thankful for her ministry, too. And I enjoy listening to um, her podcast and reading her books as well. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those resources, things that are helping you a lot right now. Again, Amber, this has been just a delight. And Amber's book, the new one is Food Triggers, Exchanging Unhealthy Patterns for God-Honoring Habits. And that will be linked in today's show notes along with everything else, website and social media stuff so that you can find and follow Amber. And uh, we're just so grateful for your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Angie. You are a blessing. And thank you, friend, for listening. Until next time, peace. Another big thank you to Amber Leah for spending some time with us today. 
I appreciated her reminding me about the importance of both staying vigilant when it comes to identifying and battling triggers and also giving myself grace because some days are just harder than others. My verse once again for this episode is 1 Timothy 4.8 here at this time from The Voice. Although training your body has certain payoffs, godliness benefits all things, holding promise for life here and now and promise for the life that is coming. I have an advanced reader copy of Amber's book to give away. New subscribers to my newsletter with U.S. addresses between April 6th and April 14th will be eligible to win. So visit the website livesteadyon.com and click the orange newsletter button on the homepage to sign up. I'd love to send you a copy of Amber's book, Food Triggers. I'm so excited to introduce you to next week's guest, Cassie Rywich. If you listen to the Ennea Longings podcast miniseries, you may recognize her voice from the conversation with our type eight friends. Cassie is a ministry friend and coworker who also serves on Kathy Lips ministry team. And she sat down with me recently to talk about her work, helping women make friends with their finances. Like food, money can be a tricky topic for many of us. And Cassie's relationship with money has been far from easy. I know you'll love her heart and her passion to come alongside others so they have less financial anxiety. If you'd like to support the ministry of Steady On, there are three things you can do, and they are all free. First, you can subscribe to the podcast. That helps a ton. Second, you can rate and review this podcast because that helps other people find us. And you can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter by visiting the website livesteadyon.com and clicking the orange newsletter button at the top. The link for that is in today's show notes, and that's also how you enter for a chance to win Amber's book, Food Triggers. I always welcome comments and feedback, so please feel free to reach out to me anytime by emailing steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.